Hello. Welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, the Golden Girls podcast. That's us. I am Alan. You are. And uh, <laughs> if there is something he knows about, it's breeding. <laughs> Brent. <laughs> Been sitting on that one for a week. Yeah. And along those same lines, uh, he wants you to be his wife and bear his babies. Um, Ski. As many as you'll make. Yeah. Uh-huh. Today we're going to be going over the last episode of Golden Palace yep. and actually the last recap of this series. Yeah. Uh, Golden Palace episode 24, and ironically, I did not write down the name of the episode. So, got it. Uh, all right. So it's, <laughs> He's uh, got your back again. <laughs> Just Ski. like he did 240 times before. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ski is going to be doing our recap today. Um, kind of the way we started should be the way that we end as far as our recap episodes go. In tears? Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, if we're going to end the way we started, then we should have to re-record this like three times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alan had a little trouble with the record button back in the beginning. Well, I, I think it only happened once, didn't it? Yeah, I thought it only happened once we had to re-record I, it. But I remember it happened in more than one occasion. I think it only happened once per... I don't think it ever happened more than <laughs> once, once per in, episode. Yeah, once in an episode. So I feel like there was two or three times when it happened. Uh, uh-huh. And, but it only was once per episode in those gotcha. times that happened. Yeah. But, um, well, for the uh, final time, I guess, would you like to hear some different openings that I had in mind? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one... You let me know how much it meant to you, so... It's... <laughs> so now, so exactly, yeah. now I know how to hurt you. <laughs> so, so, Ski, since I know you'll go along, would you like to hear? Oh, yeah, I love to hear <laughs> Well, this one is definitely for Ski now. Uh-huh. A beautiful, elegant, intelligent man who doesn't have to act like a teenager. Mm-hmm. Ski. But often does. But that's just in the wooing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's a boy, he's 47, and he's a podcaster. That'd be for Brent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, what he knows most is revenge. <laughs> it's sort of it's sort of redundant. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's a boy, he's 47. Of course he's a podcaster. Yeah. Well, I'd have to say white also. Oh, that's true. I, I think that's one of the hallmarks. Yeah. 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 This would have been for Ski. He only needs burped on sausage night. Mm. Yeah, um, it's more often than that now, though. I'll tell you. It's because every night's sausage night for you. Yeah. Oh. oh, wow. That was rough. I don't know. This one, this one I'm ready to go. That's what you say on sausage night. <laughs> And I'm not sure who this would have been for, but a cattle baron from Austin. Mm. And there was one that I guess I started, and all I wrote was, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. I think that's all. maybe just succinct and mm. works on its own. Yeah. Do you guys, you guys have, like, go-tos? Like, I know you like mushroom caps, but, like, you guys have, like, <laughs> <laughs> items on menus that that's what you order, like, every single time. No, not really. I mean, if you're talking yeah. about like, there are certain appetizers I gravitate towards. Yeah. Like, I definitely would gravitate towards fried pickles, although yeah. I feel like I'm disappointed on them like at least a third, if not half the time. Do you prefer chips or spears? Uh, chips. Okay. The spears is like too much pickle and not yeah. enough breading. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with that. And then it gets a little bit like the breading slides off the pickle and whatnot. It's a yeah. bit of a pain. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so pickle chips, Um. Yeah. I guess I should say. And then... Outside of that, I mean, almost all the other appetizers I'm a fan of, but they're not mm-hmm. something that I would go out of my way to order. Gotcha. I'm generally a burgers and fries kind of a guy. Yeah. Um, unless I'm at like a nicer restaurant, then mm-hmm. it's, you know, like maybe a steak and potato mm-hmm. type I like thing. chips and salsa a lot. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. It depends on the location, oh, obviously, but. I would say that uh, 
in a Mexican restaurant, I always go for the chimichanga now. Oh, I didn't always do that before I knew about it, but then yeah. once I had one, I was like, this is my favorite Mexican food now. Yeah, it's and like a Mexican egg roll. Excellent. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's what I go for uh, yeah. every time. I love the chimichanga as well. Yeah. yeah. Deadpool also loves chimichangas. That's true. It almost made me not want to get them. Even though I like Deadpool, it felt cliche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I, I wouldn't say I avoided it because of him, but I just... There's part of me like, oh, you know, whatever. This comic character loves it, and mm-hmm. people will think that I'm wanting it because of Deadpool, and I don't want people to think that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's just coincidental. Exactly. But then you realize <laughs> that's why Deadpool loves it. Yeah, exactly. Just, guy has a point. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I saw this cat on the internet who could have his cheeseburger, so, <laughs> so maybe you should avoid those now. <laughs> I liked them before the cat did, okay. so it's gotcha. okay. Gotcha. I didn't like chimichangas until after Deadpool did. Gotcha. <laughs> so that's why it's a little different. Gotcha. Um, in a roundabout way. Are you saying I back. can has cheeseburger? You can has cheeseburger. <laughs> you can. Ooh. You can. Um, if we do a new podcast, especially if it's food related, I think that should be our closing. You can has cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You have my permission. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Helene and I were at a St. Joseph Brewery the other day. And we've not been there an extraordinary amount of times, like maybe a half a dozen times at most. Okay. But every single time we've been there, I've ordered the sausage sampler. Okay. Um, and it's it's so delicious. And I'm sure they've got like a half a dozen other things on the menu that I would love, but I just can't chance it. Yeah. I was like, you know, it's well, one of those. Because you don't go there often. And you yeah, know you exactly. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Like if we went there weekly, and it's like, yep, I've had the sausage sampler every Friday night for the last <laughs> three years. Time to try something new. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of like that when it comes to Italian restaurants, whether mm-hmm. it's you know something like Olive Garden or you know uh, something a little better like Johnny Carino's or something. I mean, I like Olive Garden. I mean, to disparage it or anything, but something a little higher end. Yeah. If they have a tour of Italy type sampler thing, I yeah. almost always get it because I feel like that's just the safe bet. Like, yeah. I know I like chicken parmesan. I know I like yeah. lasagna. I know I like whatever the other pasta is. Yeah. It's the third part. So yeah. I just like, I'm like, well, why chance it with whatever this stuffed thing is or whatever the list <laughs> yeah. is? Just get yeah. this combo of things. I know is great. Yeah. You know, you mentioned that like when I was a kid, um, Applebee's had like an appetizer sampler. Oh, yeah. And that was always really good. It had like potato skins and cheese sticks and fries and <coughs> some other stuff. I don't know. Yeah, it's a solid meal. Yeah. I mean, as far as, like, I mean, a wildly unhealthy meal. But exactly, yeah. Like 4,000 calories meant to be split amongst eight people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, I have a metabolism and will live forever. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This will never catch up with me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Fool me once, Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's, uh, I don't have any interactions or anything, but I do want to just Reiterate. So this is the last episode of a Golden Girls regular season episode. Yeah, regular season episode that we will be recapping. Um, yep. We don't plan to move on to anything Golden Girls tangent, anything tangentially related to Golden Girls like Empty Nest or anything. Mm-hmm. Although you never know. Definitely um, nurses. Yes. <laughs> um, it's a hard turn toward that. But even though this episode is less this, the next week we'll still have our recap of this season, and then after that we'll have a little six episode. Um, playoffs uh, where we determine, you know, we, we've said from the very beginning that our goal here was to pick what the best episode of the entire series is. And so, you know, don't tune out yet. You know, stick around with this. Can we just flip a coin now and call Talk it a day? No, you, got, you, you committed to this, and we did not agree on what the playoffs would look like when you made your commitment. I, I will say I'm this. I'm being generous with six. Yeah. <laughs> I'll offer this option. Like, so how many episodes total were there? 
There were, um, let's see, there was 180 of the regular and 24, so 204 episodes. So if you can create like a 204-sided die oh. by <laughs> hand, then I would, I would go with a single dice roll. I, I, I do not agree to that. <laughs> and I feel like as management, um, I get to overrule yeah. anything the hoi polloi wants. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, yeah, so stick around with us till the very end, because, you know, we'll, uh, those last episodes I think will be fun ones, too. Even though they won't be as informational, we will be making our determination, and we would definitely love to hear from people we'll every a, step of the way. We'll okay. stupid banter along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess I'll go ahead and throw it out there now. For anybody who does stick it out and does listen mm-hmm. to, like, the very last episode, right. um, Alan will mail you a sticker. <laughs> got to send me your info. And exactly. I'll, I'll yeah. the Amelia sticker. Exactly. Yeah. We're on the honor system that you're listing between now and then. But, yeah. I feel bad. I think there was one person, and I don't remember who it was, that sent me information that I forgot to send a sticker to. And then you lost the information? I mean, it's probably back in a Facebook thing somewhere. I guess yeah. I should look for it. Because um, if you've ever asked <laughs> You've got a... so many messages to wade through. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, 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 if you've ever asked me for a sticker and I didn't send it, or if you had one and you needed a replacement or want a replacement, reach out. We got a bunch of them that you know we'd love to send out to, yeah. to people to finish this podcast. Yeah. Or if the high price of toilet papers got you down. <laughs> I, I would rather unpleasant. send them the money. <laughs> I don't, listen, I, I take pride in the fact that we made it through this entire series. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't quite yet, but the fact yeah. that we're doing the recap for the last episode of this whole series... I feel proud of the fact that we, you know, stuck through it. And, exactly. And a yeah. lot of podcasts peter out way before, yeah. especially with the very modest amount of success we've had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're redefining modest. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's less than modest, but. <laughs> We're there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I feel good about that. And I would feel not good about someone actually using our logo yeah. to wipe their ass. <laughs> Now, if they wanted to use it to get a tattoo on their ass, one hundred percent endorse that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Just send us a picture. Yeah, but I don't want to. I don't. I don't want our little, you know, skis graphic covered in your shit. <laughs> Please. That's fine. That's fine. It is the best part of our series. Oh, really. definitely, most definitely. Yeah. I, I will say that. Um, I've, yeah, skis graphic was definitely the best part of our series, and then like his little Pulp Fiction thing that Alan didn't post, you know, <laughs> was. You know, second place, oh, a wow. distant second, and then a far, 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 far distant third is going to be a little something, something I give you two during our final episode. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, man. I, think. I knew he was going to assault us. <laughs> assault you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ski, I know you have a recap on, on deck. Um, before you do that, we have some belated Christmas presents to give out. Uh, yes. Would you want to do that now? I would. I was going to say that if you did. Okay. Well, well, Brent, a few episodes back, gave us his Christmas presents, knocked it <laughs> out of the park with uh, the Star Wars holiday special. Which yes, is super I can awesome. tell so by the many, many watchings you guys have done. <laughs> it was an excellent gift, even though time has not been on my side. <laughs> um, but uh, and it will absolutely. He's having an actual utilized. like party get together type thing for his. Yeah, I'm gonna do a little because. Uh, you know, I kind of drugged Nicole into the world of Star Wars. Like oh, when yeah. she was a kid, she never really watched it. Yeah. Uh, and then even as uh, like earlier on in our uh, marriage and stuff, mm-hmm. I tried to get her to watch uh, yeah. episode uh, four mm-hmm. several times. She fell yeah. asleep on me. Really? Mm-hmm. But then eventually I got her on board and we watched all of them straight through. Yeah. Uh, actually, it was ironic mm-hmm. because we watched 
um, the last of them on on the streaming mm-hmm. right before the final movie came out, mm-hmm. and then we were able to go see that one through theaters. Oh, nice. so. I will say that, um, like, if you were going to introduce somebody to Star Wars, and you're like, okay, we're going to watch these chronologically in the order in which they were released. That's, you know? that's what I almost and, insisted upon. <laughs> yeah, and like, and you can check out at whatever point you think that this is not for you. And then you watch episode four, <clears throat> and then you watch the holiday special. They're gonna check out. <laughs> They're gonna hey, this be like, "This isn't for me. I'm done." There's no coming back from this. <laughs> I did. I was actually looking at the uh, box yesterday while we were <laughs> was finished up the rest of my podcast yeah. recap, uh, and I saw on the back it says something from George Lucas, mm-hmm. where if you have the spare time and a hammer, you would destroy every bootleg copy. Yeah. So I, I, I mentioned. There's a documentary on the Amazon Prime called, um, or Amazon, uh, the streaming video, whatever, sure. called A Disturbance in the Force. And it's like 90 minutes about the making of this 90-minute Star Wars special. <laughs> and they probably spend like five minutes talking to the dude who got that quote from George. <laughs> and he was talking about, and then it shows up on the bootleg DVDs, and that's my contribution to history, getting getting George to go on record that he wants to smash this with a hammer. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, more than I've of, ever done. Yeah, that's kind of great. Yeah. It's in a strange way, it's similar to what we do as yeah. far as like, uh, the episodes are 20 minutes. We spend over an hour talking about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Most of them. Yeah, it's the very definition of beating a dead horse. <laughs> Well, Ski, I, I see that you looks like have a present for me and for Brent, I assume. I do, yes. Um, do you want to do your... I assume they were two for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I just have one for Brent because Ski Please, and I and, and uh, our wives also exchange, and we haven't done that yet either because the whole situation. So I'll, I guess yeah. Ski is directing me to give Brent his present from me first. Okay. I think that would be appropriate. So yeah. I've got a little bit of a backstory on mine. Okay. This doesn't really have a backstory other than that it's something that appeals to Brent's interests. No, thanks. I assume it's an invitation to go on vacation with you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think it would be great if it was a giant box and then inside just was like a, a handwritten note. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, I didn't ask you. <laughs> like just an admission of guilt. <laughs> that would probably be, that would probably make his day. Exactly. I open it up and it's a note. Sorry I dinged your car when I opened my car door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. It is a uh, Big Lebowski, the dude, uh, Funko Pop, but it's like the large, I don't know what they call it, like the big scale one. I think they call it a VHS cover, like those, gotcha. I mean, oh, I think cool. that's the size that it's supposed to yeah. be. Um, but. Oh, that's super cool. It's got the black and white with those little... Yeah, shades shows. and everything. And that is awesome. Tie-dye Thank glasses. You. Well, you're welcome. You don't have that, correct? I do not, okay, no. Good no. deal. Thank you. That is really cool. Well, good. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. I'm going to... This will be its forever home right here. Oh, okay. But I've got the microphone there, so I can't put it there. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to set it down here. So you're like, if you happen to notice this in the garbage can, it's just because the mic was in the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. No, this will be its forever home, okay. so I can see it as I'm watching the television. Very nice. Well, I'm glad you like it. Yeah, thank right. you. So my backstory is this. Um, we actually wrapped these weeks and weeks ago, obviously, because Christmas is past now. <laughs> but... Uh, so when we were wrapping presents, we had uh, all the ones for our nieces and nephews, family, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And so my wife does almost all the wrapping in our family. Uh-huh. And so she was putting them into piles, into mm-hmm. single piles that made sense. Mm-hmm. She's got a few presents for some of her friends, too. Mm-hmm. 
And so she didn't label these. Uh, so there so, is, so like, if I get a nightgown, it's, it was intended yeah, for your nurse, your niece. There is a non-zero <laughs> chance that we will open these and they will not be the presence we think gotcha. they are. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty positive they're right. Okay. But if you open it and you're like, oh, mm -hmm. then yeah, we'll just assume that that was the wrong one then. Okay. Exactly. Like, you don't <laughs> know me at all. First? Alan, since you have it. Sure, I'll go first. Now, I want to start off by saying this has like a, a cartoon Marvel type of a. Um, I love that wrapping paper. Right, yeah, it's some of the best wrapping paper I've ever seen. Did you happen to notice this wrapping paper? That is awesome. Yeah, it's really good wrapping paper. And they're all wearing. I really like uh, that. I like the Captain gear. America. Mm -hmm. Well, not all With the that, scarf. I guess. Yeah, I like the fact that I, I love it when there's something that is a licensed Christmas thing. As you guys know, mm -hmm. I have a ton of Christmas stuff. Yeah. I really like licensed Christmas things that are actually Christmas themed. Like, you know, there's mm -hmm. plenty of ornaments where it's just a character yeah, in yeah, their normal yeah. form. But I love it when the character actually is a Christmas themed yeah. version yeah, of like, it. Exactly. Cap yeah. is wearing a scarf. Colt is wearing a Santa hat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's yeah. a little tinsel and like candy canes and yeah. snowflakes. You give me a Yoda and a Santa cap, mm -hmm. it puts me in the holiday spirit. Yeah, I agree. So far, Alan's is correct. <laughs> Very <laughs> nice. So Ski has given me a Thanos uh, pop vinyl. You, you didn't have that one. Yet, I do you? not have this one. It's excellent. And I, so you know, growing up. So oh snap! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> growing up, Silver Surfer was my oh, favorite yeah. superhero. Still uh -huh. is. I mean, I yeah. still love Silver Surfer. I can't wait till someone brings a proper version to the big screen. Mm -hmm. um, and Thanos was my favorite supervillain. So it's an excellent <laughs> gift. Thank you, Ski. You're very welcome. I very much appreciate Merry it. He will go proudly on my shelf. I, I'm glad you like it. Do you consider Darth Vader to be a supervillain? I guess I should I should clarify comics. Marvel villain or, or comic villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, just in general, as far as like if you're defining a supervillain. I mean, I guess, yeah, you kind of have to. I guess I never thought about it he's that way, but he has superpowers, yeah. Yeah. He's very villain-esque. I guess I never really thought about, it, like, <clears throat> the yeah, powers the being comics. what made him super. Yeah. I thought it was, like, the plan, mm. you know? Well, I mean, he does have like, a plan Lex to take Luther over the galaxy. I mean, he's... Yeah, exactly, yeah, because he has, like, a multi-part plan. So would like you Dennis. say, by your <clears throat> definition, or at least if you separate that out, that Palpatine's a supervillain and Darth Vader's just a henchman? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay. Yeah, lackey, you know? Yeah, I don't think I could get on board with that. He may be a lesser supervillain um, than Emperor Palpatine because he's not as evil and he doesn't have the plan. Yeah. But I think he still qualifies. Yeah, he did lots of killing. He is super, yeah. yeah he killed a bunch of babies. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Younglings. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's pretty villainous. <laughs> yeah, but they were at their prime. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a, a little like, uh, parody thing, right, where uh, it was kind of talking about Order 66, right, and yeah. how, you know, Anakin went and killed the younglings, mm -hmm. and uh, Palpatine like was like, "So did you bring the younglings?" Mm -hmm. And he's like, "No, I, I killed them." He's like, "You did what? Mm -hmm. They're kids. Oh. <laughs> what kind of monster are you? Yeah. You, you didn't think we could use them and, and yeah. bring them to the dark side? Exactly. Well, yeah. you said something about getting rid of them. He's like, yeah. yeah, like it's, the it's old ones. <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> Very nice. I'll okay. do that. Look for that. Yeah. So Brent is now opening his present yes. from Ski. Hope you don't have one. I do not. That is awesome. It is a Hans Gruber Nakatomi Tower um, advent calendar. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> I will so, turn it on so Alan can see it. But you like put them at the top and then each day. You know, oh, 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 it, it, is, it is a magnet. Oh. Okay, well, he just he just fell off the tower, I guess, because Christmas has already passed. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. 
That's very cool. Yeah, that is. Now, this top part, because it comes off, I've got Velcro on there. Okay. It just came loose. Okay. So, I mean, you can take off and super glue it if you prefer it to be a permanent thing, but I kind of use, they, they suggested, uh -huh. like, a Velcro situation, just because yeah. you take it off and collapse it during non-advent. Well, no. no, and honestly, I'm going to keep it displayed year-round, because oh, I yeah? really, really like it. Well, I'm glad you like it. Merry Christmas, my friend. Now, do you think that you'll remember, you know, come the December season to move him to the appropriate uh, day? Move him downstairs? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't. Like, it took me, God, I was probably like the eighth or ninth before I put up my calendar for this year. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank now, you. Now, there were like three or four different versions of that that people make, like, because I'm sure it's just a, like, one of those glow forge type things where yeah. you can cut out at home with a personal machine. Yeah. But uh, that was my favorite for oh, sure. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the no, other ones I love came that. in like kind of crappier colors. And yeah. most of them didn't have a little explosion in the back. I like that yeah. added. I like I like the fact, too, that it's like there's almost no movie I, that I think is more controversial in the <laughs> is it a Christmas movie debate um, mm -hmm. than Die Hard. I mean, I think Die Hard's top of the list when it comes to that. Yeah. It probably almost initiated the argument <laughs> of if it's a Christmas movie or not. Exactly. But I knew you were a big fan, and I was like, ah, yeah, no, it's right up his alley. Thank you. Really cool. I will. Merry Christmas to you both. I don't know where to put it until I find a permanent. I'll put it over here by my return table. Easter it until you're ready. <laughs> that could be its final home. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Christmas year round. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it was an, a very nice start to this episode, Ski. Yeah. Thank you very well, much. Thank you. I'm glad you both like it. Yes. Yeah, I did. I loved it. Thank you. <coughs> Excuse me. We go ahead and kick off the actual recap then. Yeah, I'd say it's time. Yeah. yeah. Now, that, to, now that I got to wet my beak, I'd say it's time to kick <laughs> off the episode. <laughs> you gotta wet your bean. I don't know about that. Did you say wet my bean? <laughs> Is that not the expression? <laughs> not quite. <laughs> but I think you should try to you should try to pass that off as being it. Exactly. <laughs> I gotta plead ignorance on this one. I thought the expression was "what you mean." I was like, I thought it was kind of odd that I was co-opting it, you know. <laughs> but all right, this is uh, season eight, episode twenty-four. For all of our, our remaining eight, nine posts or whatever, <laughs> you know, this week, a brand new episode of <laughs> Sophia's Choice. Hashtag, what's your bean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think anybody, uh, I can't, I, don't know who that I shouldn't say in. it. I'm going to say it, but I shouldn't say it. I, I don't think anybody who's listening to this podcast is getting their bean wet and quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that much. There's no one who's listening to it for any arousal. <laughs> um, maybe somebody's listening to it to stop themselves, you mm -hmm. know, from being aroused. Like kind of like thinking about baseball or whatever. Exactly. Like, some right. dude's just listening to, a pod, to our podcast so he can last a little longer in the sack. <laughs> <laughs> and we're happy to be of service. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. Whatever way we get to the uh, the uh... the downloads number. Right. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> care. All right. So season eight. Episode 24. Yep, the finale. Uh, episode title is The Chicken and the Egg. Which uh, came first, the chicken or the egg? I ate the chicken and then I ate its leg. Beastie Boys. Mm. Gotcha. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get a little Beastie Boys in there for... Exactly. <laughs> One last time. Yeah. <laughs> original air date was March 5th, 1993. A side note for interesting facts about this day in history. <laughs> Check out Season 8, Episode 19. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who did the recap for that one? I did. Nice. 
That Did you the, throw in a lot of trivia about that date in history? That was the uh, the Pulp Palace Fiction one I did. What? That was the Pulp Fiction like tribute episode. I'm confused. Yeah. What do you mean? I had like the pre like the pre prologue. So this episode aired on the same date as that last one you recapped? No. Let me. <laughs> so not to confuse everybody. So the original reason. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> the original reason I. I chose uh, episode 19 originally. Okay. Was because of the, the air date. Okay. Right? This was originally supposed to be episode 19. Okay. But in uh, our decision, because Hulu okay. and IMDb placed okay. it as the final episode, okay. it is now the final one we're recording. So when did this one air? March 5th, 1993. So, last, so when he did his recap for episode 19, he gave facts about this date even yeah. though that one did you, not air on this date. Gotcha. Because it was superimposed and I'd already done so much work gotcha. towards it after okay. realizing that there was a weird uh, date discrepancy. Gotcha. Okay. okay. So I'd already gone halfway down the road and I was like, ah, Yeah, too late it. to turn back now. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, let me go full steam ahead. Gotcha. I'm tracking like, with you now. I, I listed several things that happened on March, March 5th. 5th. Gotcha. You including uh, uh, Boston Massive. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly, and you threw that in so I can't mention that I, <laughs> I, re- I regret the fact that I didn't have time to debut a new feature called Stay in Your Lane. <laughs> There's always the recaps. <laughs> there is, there is. Yeah, I'm actually excited about Stay in Your Lane now. Exactly. I think all my new features are going to be related to latex failures. <laughs> so you're just going to have new features that are just nothing but taking shots at ski. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I have no market research as to what the listeners want, but I assume that's it. Yeah. Well, you know, if it makes you laugh, then it probably makes them laugh. <laughs> so. Exactly. If I, speaking, it makes me laugh. Yeah, yeah. If I can reach just one person, I'm glad it's me. Yeah. <laughs> It's all worth it. <laughs> exactly. All right, this one, uh, as I said, was original air date March 5th, 1993, which yeah. they had that weird yeah, uh, yeah. date discrepancy. Uh, written by Mitchell Her- Hurwitz. I like him. And directed by Lex Besantz. He's okay. <laughs> uh, we open the lobby. We see Chewie crossing the lobby to, towards the check-in desk, carrying a tray of what looks like tiny sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, Roland grabs one without him seeing, and Chewie realizes one of the sandwiches is gone. He kind of looks back to see if he might have dropped it on the way. Mm-hmm. But uh, then looks back when he feels Roland snag a second little mm-hmm. sandwich. Yeah. Uh, this time, he definitely notices his friend uh, took the food. Mm-hmm. Just then, Sophia enters uh, the building, announcing that after 30 years, quote, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Chewie guesses that uh, she's referring to her short-term memory. Yeah. Sophia scoffs at this, but then turns to Rose and asks in a hushed voice, who's the Mexican? Yeah, yeah that was a pretty funny little line. Yeah. I think he prefers Chicano. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. But at the time. <laughs> <laughs> we had that. It was in a previous episode. Oh, was it? Do we have that whole debate on that? No. Um, He was, she was like, oh, he's a brown man. And oh, he's okay. like, oh, he prefers Chicano. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she tells him that her purse is missing. Uh, she blames the downturn in society mm-hmm. in a way. Uh, but uh, we were also told that she uh, had borrowed Rose's car, which is also missing. Uh, additionally, the carjacker could be anywhere because she had uh, filled up the tank, having borrowed uh, Rose's credit card as well. Mm-hmm. Rose goes, <coughs> Rose goes to call the insurance company, and Roland supposes that he should teach a self-defense seminar 
uh, making a humble brag that he is a, a blue belt in Taekwondo. Is that the second lowest level? I haven't the slightest. I would wonder about that. Like, I don't think, uh, obviously it's not a black belt, but I don't know where it falls into the, you know, range of belts. Yeah, yeah. I thought about looking it up, but I, I forgot. Yeah. Like, it's not my job to recap these things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he suggests that uh, Sophia bring a, a handful of her uh, friends, and then uh, she can teach them some self-defense maneuvers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophia doesn't sound too sold on this idea, uh, pointing out that uh, she would be ill-equipped against an attacker with a gun. Mm-hmm. Blanche enters the lobby and asks uh, the crowd how she looks. She responds that, you know, she looks fine. Mm-hmm. Blanche protests that uh, she'd spent the last three hours getting ready, and he could do better than that. He has a masterful burn uh, mm-hmm. by saying that he thought the same of her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this earns him instant recognition from Roland. Mm-hmm. Can I do the double point at each other? Yeah. Blanche then asks Roland how she looks, and uh, he tells her she looks nice. <laughs> Uh, again, this is also insufficient by uh, Blanche's high praise standards. Mm-hmm. She then asks Rose to uh, instruct the boys regarding her appearance. Rose's face kind of drops, and uh, she just kind of dictates in a fairly monotone voice that uh, Blanche resembles a, quote, glimmering jewel, a perfect diamond in the field of darkness, flawless, spectacular, and stunning. Rose's Tad 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe well, Tad was the one who taught her. Exactly. <laughs> Most delicate flower in God's great garden. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, Blanche thanks her, and uh, Rose whispers to the boys that they're clearly still new to this game. Uh, Blanche, still excited, tells them that she has to look her best for a date that evening with uh, Bobby Lee, who you know I think he's a great comedian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a fan. No. Yeah. Uh, she also says that uh, she is exper- expecting Bobby to ask quote a special question that night. Chewy adds that he assumed the date was uh, to celebrate her birthday, which is tomorrow for them. Mm-hmm. Roland then realizes that that must be why Blanche's daughter Rebecca is visiting. Blanche sarcastically states that the girl that girls love to come watch their mother get older. And Rose <laughs> interjects that, oh no, she's coming to watch you get fatter too. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. That was a pretty good one. And Rose allows herself a little slight smile. Yeah. Uh, we change scene. We see uh, Blanche and Bobby Lee arrive back at the hotel at uh, later that evening. And he states that uh, he had a great time, as always, and uh, then he says that he has a question for her. She immediately says that she's 42. Uh, he gives a, a short chuckle and says that she had already mentioned that. Uh, he follows up asking, so that means you were born in, and she quickly replies, Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> she again laughs, but uh, after a sit down, he tells her that uh, he's been a bachelor for far too long, and uh, since they have a similar sense of humor and get along so well, and has so much fun together, maybe it's time to settle down. She uh, seems agreeable to this idea. Uh, that He then sits down beside her and asks her to be his wife uh, and have his babies. After her initial happy reaction, she realizes what he said at the end of that. Uh, he then acknowledges that you know he's not a young man, and her biological clock is a ticking, and she adds, tick-tock, mm-hmm. with an awkward chuckle. Uh, he says that he'd like uh, to get started right away. She then admits that uh, it's she's not been entirely honest. He tells her that he knows she's not really 42. Uh, she then even admits that uh, she's older than 46, but vehemently claims that she is younger than 56. Gotcha. Uh, so if you guys met a lady um, and she was obviously lying to you about something, yeah, even if it was something as trivial as her age, would you think that was a red flag? 
Yeah, I would. I mean, because it just shows like a certain level of vanity. Yeah. If it's something like that, and if it's something else, or I mean, security, whatever, or yeah. even just the fact that she thinks I'm dumb and would believe that she's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if there was something really obvious, then there would be so many different potential red flags. Mm-hmm. There'd certainly be at least one that would come, you know, roaring out. I think. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I want to hang out with anybody who I know is lying to me about something. Mm-hmm. Unless, like, there are certain reasons. Like, if I knew that one of you, like, say, I'd found out a an embarrassing secret about one of you yeah. and you were lying about it, then I would be like, yeah, I get it, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. Like, if there was a situation where they could explain it as, like, a misunderstanding, it's like, oh, no, I said this, but you heard that, and then I just didn't correct you, and, you know, and then years passed, but I just never revisited it. Yeah. That's different than the fact that she's consistently saying, yep, I am X. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, she clearly told him that several times at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for instance, Alan, like, if you met somebody, right? Uh-huh. And say he was a young guy. Right? Sure, yeah. And, you know... <laughs> I like the fact that Alan's hooking up with young dudes. Mm-hmm. No, 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 not like in that regard. No, say no. Say as a friend, right? And uh, the friend was like... start that way. Not sure why you put air quotes around friend, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> And so Just he clarifying that for the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to be like a, you know, a nerd. So I mean, how said, can we be lovers if we can't be friends? <laughs> he didn't want to be a nerd, so he's like, yeah, dude, I will let you <laughs> rail me. <laughs> he is going far. I was going to say something funny, and now he's just ruined it. Yeah, well, go ahead. Sorry. You, now you know how funny. it feels when somebody asks you a fucking joke and you come back with <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, mushrooms don't grow on trees. Actually, they do grow on trees. <laughs> and in these other seven environments. <laughs> exactly. I was thinking more of the kinds where it's like, Ski, why did the chicken cross the road? And oh, he's yeah. like, well, there are many reasons the chicken might cross the road. Exactly. I assume the crosswalk sign had changed, and yeah. it was the chicken's turn to walk across the road. <laughs> so, but anyway, do you want to go yeah, on with your joke? Or it's you here, funny. It? I'll finish. Okay. So, yeah, I met a young man. So, yeah, you met a guy, you know, he didn't want to be a nerd. You were yeah. also young at the time. Sure, oh, okay. And, you know, he didn't want to act like a nerd, so he said, exactly. yeah, I've had sex with chicks. Oh, yeah. And, you know, for years he maintains this. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> turns out, though, he hadn't been entirely, you know, honest. Right, yeah. Would you completely abandon him as a friend, or do you think you'd <laughs> forgive him? I think I'd probably count him among my best friends <laughs> ever um, and definitely move on from that fact. <laughs> What if it was the fact that, like, he thought you were talking about baby chickens? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I've, I've banged chicks. <laughs> and then you find out later he's talking about farm animals. Well, it depends. If he was lying, then yeah. I'd be like, okay, it's weird that he thought I would want him to have had yeah. sex with baby chicks. He thought that would be Yeah, that I thought that. Now, if I did find out that he was being honest and I just misunderstood, then it would be a problem. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Do you think it, it takes would... two to lie? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one to tell the lie, and one to believe it. <laughs> exactly. Do you think that if I got convicted of bestiality, would that be the end of our friendship? Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> well, what if it was like, I, like a really I, sexy cat? I was really young. I was, I was just a kid. But in my, you're like, in my so 30s. I'm finding out. <laughs> I'm finding out now. You were convicted when you were a kid. <laughs> 
Yeah, but like, say I, I like I got it. Like you find out that it was expunged. Like I got yeah. convicted when I was fifteen of bestiality. Yeah, but it was expunged my record because I did some work, you know, I, to like get it off of there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do think I'd have a hard time bouncing back from that, even yeah. if you had been a kid. It's one of those things that changes I, the way you see someone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, I would agree with that. So, fair enough. Well, don't worry. There's no convictions. Past or future coming. <laughs> so. Those charges were dropped. Yeah. <laughs> they had an, unre- an unreliable witness. <laughs> exactly. Chickens can't testify. Yeah. <laughs> if they could, they would testify. <laughs> Believe me. Yeah. Um, anyways, he may continue. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a side joke. Oh, sure. Uh, so how many Alzheimer's patients does it take to change a light bulb? How many? To cross the... You see, like I gave the proper response. I didn't try to answer the question. I gave the proper response, and you still then you butchered your own joke. Even smooth as silk, I wouldn't have laughed. You tried to distance yourself from it. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, that wasn't my joke. <laughs> well, I can't take credit. You know I mean? Exactly. It's just something I read on 4chan. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. You can make me continue. <laughs> I was in the Cripple Pile subreddit and. <laughs> Different strokes for different folks. Just trying to share. <laughs> trying to pad so, out this runtime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Blanche admits that she is not really 42, but then again, you know, says she, she's definitely younger than 56. Even though Tad admits uh-huh. that she's in her early 60s, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Tad did. One of the records that. Uh, he continues that uh, he's not looking for a young wife that he wants to be with her. He says that what he's uh, suggesting is not impossible. <laughs> He says that uh, being a cattle rancher for so long, he understands breeding pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He tells Blanche that uh, they'll let the doctors figure out the details as long as she can just say that she'll have his children. Mm-hmm. Blanche smiles and says, I do, Bobby Lee Taggart. I do. They share a big time. Yeah. Didn't she, like, didn't she have a Bobby Lee in her past when she was a child? Like, I feel like it, she did or something real similar to that's that. That's who she gave her flower to or whatever. Something like that, yeah. Uh, we change scenes. Uh, we see Rose, Sophia, and Roland are sitting at the kitchen table. Chewie brings over some food to Roland when Blanche comes down the stairs. She tells them all good morning. She calls them all over and makes uh, an announcement that Bobby Lee has asked her to marry him, and she's in, and she has said yes. Rose is dumbfounded, but uh, Sophia raises a glass to say congratulations. They instantly join in with the excited, happy sentiments. Blanche calms them down quickly, adding that there was a secondary request. Uh, that she also have his baby, and she has uh, agreed to that as well. There is a in long... for a penny, in for a pound. Right, right yeah, or 8.9 pounds. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, it's one of those things that, I don't know, six, seven years ago, 
you know, the dude already had kids, and she's like, nope, I'm too old to be raising kids. Uh, right. But now she's like, oh, I'll take a fresh one. And this one doesn't have, I wouldn't think, as much money as that other guy did. Yeah, exactly. Like he was yeah. on a, a, his own private jet or something, right? Exactly. Although, in fairness, with that guy, Cal it wasn't Baron. so much that she wasn't up to the the task of raising his kids. It was that she didn't want to be the person raising him instead of him. Because mm-hmm. it seemed like it was going to be something where she would be like, he'd be out jet setting while she would be bringing his kids up, and she thought he should be more involved. Exactly. But like she said... Now she's just gonna hire a governess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. She did when she was a kid anyway. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. She'd have done the exact same thing for the jet set guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's a long pause after she tells him she's gonna have a baby. Mm-hmm. Roland pipes in with a uh, less excited. You you did. Again, Rose is speechless, but Sophia is there to raise the glass again and clearly state, "You're old." <laughs> yeah. Rose admonishes her for uh, her harsh words, but Sophia doubles down, adding that she's a fossil. Mm-hmm. True that. Say what? True that. <laughs> Rose sits glance down saying that, you know, <laughs> Sophia's exaggerating, but is making a bit of a valid point about her childbearing age being behind her. Yes, if maybe, quote, that ship has sailed, but Sophia again chimes in with, that ship has sunk. Yeah. Ooh, that ship is the Lusitania. This may have been my favorite line of this episode. It's okay. Uh, she prepares food with Chewy, who gives a slight nod of agreement. Uh, Roland asks if uh, this is connected with her line about her age. She tells him that first she thought that was the case as well, but uh, Bobby cited a grandma who recently gave birth to twins. Apparently the husband fertilized another woman's eggs, and they were uh, then implanted into the granny uterus. Uh, <laughs> Rose makes a disgusted face at this concept, wincing at it and saying, ha, ah, men. Yeah, I thought that was a good response. Mm-hmm. Side note, do you still think uh, Rose believes that Miami is cuter than an inner uterine? No. <laughs> I mean, as long as it's an inner uterine that isn't in the, you know, a ancient tomb <laughs> or whatever you'd call it, you know, an ancient womb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Roland is confused as to why she's uh, willing to do this, but Rose claims that it's connected to her birthday, and she says she says that every year she pulls a stunt to act younger, and believes that this is exactly why she agreed. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know. I don't know if I should say this out loud or just continue to hold out hope <laughs> that it pops up organically. What is it? Um, it was a joke I thought of. Um, <laughs> about uh, Alzheimer's patients turning the light bulbs? No, no. It was about a year ago. Just so. Oh, okay. Well, if it hasn't <laughs> popped up <laughs> organically yet, maybe now's the time to rip the Band-Aid off. Them. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> I was, you would think at some point we would have discussed the California Raisins. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it seem like something that would have come up at some yeah, point? Yeah, I mean, they were big during at least exactly. part of the time that the Golden Girls was on. You would think at some point one of the Golden Girls would have mentioned the California race. I feel race. like it has been mentioned at least once in the series. Yeah, um, but maybe been, didn't think of the joke until after that. It must have been after. So, so long story short, um, I was thinking... <laughs> I don't even know how I would have come up, but basically the California raisins would have been mentioned. And then I would have tried to work it around to like, you know, like the sexiness of the California raisins. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was going to say, but of course, Ski preferred them as the California grapes. <laughs> Cause that's like a young version. Yeah. Of a raisin. <laughs> like I was just round. Yeah, yeah. So I was just driving along and that joke hit me, and I was like, oh, that's no, genius. Not only, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, yeah, because you like them young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It takes 
a little too much knowledge of the joke, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> You've told many, you know, jokes that were stood on their own as yeah. fantastic jokes. With that one, I feel like it takes a little too much backstory yeah. to get that you're calling Skip pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a memory longer than his victims have. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> saying that he still likes them when they're on the vine or something mm, like that so yeah. that they're you know even younger I don't know. exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> before they've been plucked whole... by the hand of meth yeah well just the california yeah, raises exactly and he was gonna go from there exactly i'd like to think from just there for, for exactly i think i would have been able to pivot towards <laughs> that <laughs> joke somehow. anywhere in that range exactly right? oh, speaking of which <laughs> exactly even if it was just said like when he was playing a saxophone i mean like the california raisin did <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'd have got us there. <laughs> it just never and happened. Indeed, you did. Yeah. <laughs> I had to push the train in that direction, but uh, I had to act as my own segue. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it happened. I mean, you made it's it's a uh, it's goals in life. You know? Yes. Squad goals. Sometimes, right. sometimes you gotta you know be your own self fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. Exactly. Lots well, of self fulfilling prophecies work. <laughs> 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 That's true. That's true. As we discussed two weeks ago when we talked about Sugar Hill Gang Rapper's Delight music video yeah. <laughs> and my sweet, sweet dance moves that have yet to materialize. But soon. But yeah. soon. Like, I don't know, two, three years. Many decades ago. <laughs> exactly. I, mean, I was like, oh, I should cue that up between episodes while we're eating chili. Yeah. <laughs> Let you guys see future Brent. <laughs> Alright, where was I? We were talking about... Uh, I think you were doing your recap, closing at the end, like fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Roland doesn't know why she's going to agree to have a baby. You know, Blan- or Rose says, oh, it's because she wants to be young. Um, Blanche refutes this concept, saying that uh, forcefully that she loves Bobby and owes it to him to try. Roland points out aptly that uh, they should at very least discuss or consider adopting. Yeah, I don't think you do, though. Yeah, I shouldn't know him shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's not like he, like, jumped in front of a car and saved her or something. Or, yeah. like, oh, he... You promised you'd make my baby. Well, yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, you can love somebody and not take 100% of their goals as your own. I yeah. would agree. It's just like, you know? I love killing dogs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, just kill one dog for me. Exactly. Well, I owe it to him. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He did take me to dinner at the Sizzler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> I owe him at least one baby. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. is there is there something that like Nicole's passionate about that you've already said nope, that's not for me. Oh, yeah. Like, does she want to retire yeah. to a certain place, or... I mean, that's, that's no rare. I just don't know what I'm willing to discuss on here. Oh, gotcha. Okay. That's it's black and that's... news. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. Nor would I have said yes to that. Well, that's what Brent said. He said, as you're lying in the sand. But she did not suggest that. Oh, okay. No, I just meant, like, something like, she's like, oh, I want to retire to Tennessee, or I want to visit... The Leaning Tower of Pisa, or is there well, something that you're she like? She would like for me to be inebriated in multiple ways, and I'm like, nope. 
like in multiple situations or yeah, just drugs. She just wants you to try a lot. Oh, of gotcha. It's just a bit narcotic, more experimentation. Yeah, yeah. and I'm okay. like, I, I pass. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Well, I don't Next blame you. <laughs> it's one of those things that it's just a who knows what you would wake up to. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, yeah, that's uh, she's actually brought that up. A pool of blood, probably. <laughs> the real ski would finally get to come out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hide it for so many years. Yeah. You would wake up and say, hmm, I feel like my fingerprints are missing. (laughs) 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 Why is the car on fire? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. How about you, uh, Alan? Um, Something that Sherry would really be interested in. I'm just like, I mean, I have basically put a, when it comes to, you know, Sherry has gone to the different, uh, it's called like flow arts, but hula hooping type, um, mm-hmm. you know, festivals and whatnot. And I and I've said like, yeah, it's just not my thing. Like, yeah. it's not that I've said if she was like really adamant, please go, yeah. I would go. Yeah. But I've just been like, yeah, it's not my scene. Mm-hmm. I'm not really into that kind of stuff. But yeah. And I think it's cool that you are. I yeah. support you. You can yeah. spend money on your hoops and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And on the festival or whatever. But yeah, that's probably one thing that she's into that I've just kind of been like, yeah, I'm not gonna really pursue that interest at all. Yeah, yeah. And I'd say for me, I mean, she's. Yeah, she's learned a, you know, small amount about, you know, Colts and Pacers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, she knows enough that she could watch a game with me. Conversational knowledge. Yeah, but nothing yeah. where she's ever going to pursue it on her own, separate mm-hmm. of me. Yeah, she's not going to replace Stephen Miller on ESPN. Exactly, yeah. Is that the guy's name? I don't know. Stephen A. Smith, I think is. Yes, of. that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. I mean, Sherry and You're Stephen A. Smith are... Smith like... Miller. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'm like sorry. Evil yeah, Stephen Smith. <laughs> yeah. I hope she doesn't replace Stephen Smith either. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. How about you, Britt? No, I mean, sort of like the Venn diagram of our interest between Helene and I, they don't completely overlap, but they're not so far apart that there's something that I'd be like, nope, that's not for me. Yeah. Like she watches a lot of like, like crime documentaries, and I'd be like, no, that's not something I'm interested in. Mm. You know. And so she watches those on her own. And I've got a few things that I watch on my own, you know. We've just sort of agreed to disagree that, okay, there are just things that she's going to be exposed to that I'm not and vice versa, Mm -hmm. you know. But nothing major or whatever. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, there's, like, like, I guess along the same lines, like, she's not seen a Marvel movie since... She's probably seen one or two since Endgame came out. Oh, okay. Like she's seen the Spider Man and she's seen like the most recent Marvels and stuff like that. But yeah. That's it, you know. And that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. she's if you were gonna check out, that was a fine point to check out. Yeah. You Agreed, know. Yeah. So a lot of people did, I'm sure. Exactly, yeah. And I don't begrudge her of that. I mean, it's a huge investment of time and she has other things she's interested in. Yep. So But you can continue. I think we're good. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, so she uh they, you know, she they they suggest that she at least consider adoption. Uh, she agrees that that's a reasonable option and says that she will bring it up to him. Rose then asks where uh, she'd even find an egg and confirms that it would have to be a, a human egg, right? Yeah. Everybody gives her a collective side eye to that question. Lance finally asks, answers sarcastically that you know she plans to give birth to an eight pound hamster. Rose quips back. Good luck trying to get that into a decent college. Yeah. So you think they both think hamsters come from eggs? <laughs> They do. <laughs> do they? They're I mean, like everything humans. does. Yeah, like oh, it's gotcha. Just like internal, yeah. Gotcha. To, to the same end that uh, okay. Human egg would be gotcha. I guess I, 
because the episode was called The Chicken and the Egg, right. I was thinking of like a physical like, yeah. egg egg. Mm. Yeah. It's uh, a reasonable thought. It is, yeah. That's where my mind went. Yeah, yeah I guess, I mean, they are in the kitchen where they're having this discussion, so chicken mm-hmm. could do well from the fridge, maybe. They yep. could, they could. Because uh, we have to refrigerate our eggs. Yeah. We're not animals. Because we're Americans. Yeah. <laughs> but they do with the animals, is just our... Modern process, yeah, exactly. Yeah, our industrial farming requires us to. Oh. In uh, Europe, they don't at all, right? They do not, they do not. They pretty much last a long period of time, right? They like do, they do. Um, it's because we wash our eggs and they don't. Um, <clears throat> so basically, like their eggs, you know, you got a chicken, it poops out an egg, mm-hmm. and then it goes into however they store their eggs, <clears throat> and then it. it it's whatever color it is, you know, but we want clean eggs. Like we don't want to see anything on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we send our eggs to like, um, basically like a pressure washer. Um, but the water flows out at such a pressure that it, um, <clears throat> basically eradicates the, uh, protective membrane on the egg. Oh, okay. And so once it does, it's no longer airtight. <clears throat> and so that's why we have to refrigerate our eggs because stuff could get into them. But over there, you know, it still has, like, that protective membrane on the egg. Like enzymes or something Exactly, like yeah, 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 exactly, because they don't, they don't wash their eggs, so they last on the counter. Yep. That is kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, very interesting. Mm-hmm. I know things. You know, just yep. not like the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was debating, do I, do I tell Felix, see, that's how it feels. <laughs> I feel educated, okay? So and then I was going to tell Brown, like, see, that's how you react gotcha. when someone's trying to teach you a thing. <laughs> Appreciation, not, <laughs> not anger. <laughs> a teachable moment on both sides. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks for tuning into a very special episode. <laughs> Sophia's choice. <laughs> All right, so we change scene again. Do, do you think anybody will miss us? Yeah, like, I actually do. You do? You yeah. think? You think like when we die? No, I, I mean like no, definitely not. But I mean like twelve weeks from now, or whenever like the last episode drops. Mm-hmm. I think if someone stuck around and listened to even a half. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then like the following Monday rolls around, and it's like, huh, I don't have my routine. Like, yeah. I don't get a download a brand new episode of Sophia's Choice for the first time since 2017 or whenever. Yeah, yeah. I think there will be a few people yeah. that are. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a. Obviously, we don't have a huge number of listeners, but I think yeah. there are some that are pretty consistent about listening on the yeah. day it drops, or yeah. at least you know within the few days. And yeah, yeah, I do think there'll be a few out there that. I like, oh, it's kind of sad that that's not a, a thing anymore. And yeah. and who knows, we may come back with a new iteration of something totally different, but yeah. same people. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at least yeah. when it comes to this, there'll be a little break at the very least. Yeah. So. Well, it'll be different yeah. subject matter. I so. hope at least a few mm-hmm. people kind of miss it. I hope that everybody who listens isn't like, Shh, I stuck it yeah. out because I felt like I had to. The same yeah. begrudging. <laughs> yeah. I, have, I started it. Yeah. I have to end. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I would like to think, you know, Five years from now, or something, mm. somebody who spent you know a six seven months listening to us, maybe longer or whatever, is like, oh, I wonder what those guys are up to, right? And maybe check out the the defunct page. <laughs> it's yeah. like still there, still nothing new. <laughs> I will say, and I, I think this is something where if you know, like any future podcasting that we do after this whole series is done, and again, it's not done yet, guys. Keep listening, yeah. um, but after it's done. 
I think there needs to be a different kind of audience engagement if mm. we really wanted to like ingratiate ourselves and get into people's uh, you know, lives or, or whatnot, if you will. Okay. So but we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Fair enough. All right, Ski, you can make continue. you may continue, please. Uh the change scene. Roland has uh, gathered with Sophia and a group of uh, elderly ladies in the dining area. Looks like they've ta- uh, pushed the table through the walls. Roland welcomes, welcomes them to the self-defense seminar, which I think that's kind of hoity-toity, calling it a seminar. <laughs> like, I don't think it's uh, got to that uh, that level, do you? No, I don't think For so. Being a seminar? Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's just class. It's term for class. Anyway, yeah. he introduced himself, and uh, again, touting his blue uh, belt rank. Unimpressed, the ladies all laugh at this. No, I did check. That's basically almost dead in the middle. Okay. So, yeah, it's like 5 Not out bad, of then. 10 or 5 out of 11, something like that. He uh, first tells them that anything in their purse can become a weapon. Just then, he is being in the head with a prescription vial. He picks it up and asks who threw the estrogen, uh, claiming that, you know, until someone owns up to it, they will not continue. He walks up to one of the attendees and asks, Did you see who threw this, sir? The lady corrects him and says, I am not a sir. He then hands her the medication and tells her to do herself a favor. I am surprised that this didn't give him a cock punch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that was what I would call like 1980s, 1990s funny. Yeah. <laughs> like it's something where it's like, yeah. Aged sourly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, it wasn't a... There was humor in the joke, but not enough to make it uh, worth, you know. Yeah. Not enough to carry it through to our modern It's definitely like they were like, I miss Dorothy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, Roland gets uh, back to business, suggesting that they uh, get to know one another. He calls a woman over and asks her her name and why she's taking the class. And she says her name is Sylvia, and she tells him that her husband worries about her when she rides the bus and that she is old and frail. She says her primary goal after the class is to put him, referring to her husband, through a window. <laughs> <laughs> the other ladies all cheer at this. Roland looks at them with a slight degree of concern. He says that she seems ready for the combat portion and calls Chewie from the kitchen. He comes out loudly growling and covered uh, from shoulders to knees in green padding. Roland tells the lady that he's you know, exaggerating uh, his malintent and aggression as most real attackers would be more subtle. He adds that uh, they may approach uh, cautiously or ask the time, directions, etc. Uh, Roland tells the girls that uh, to make plenty of noise and attract attention if they're being attacked, and uh, to never stop walking because then you become a, a victim. Chewie again delves into his uh, character a bit too deep, growling at the group of women, claiming that they'll all be his victims. Right. <laughs> uh, before proceeding, Roland checks with Chewie that all of his padding is, is secured. He tells him that he's like the Michelin Man and has everything covered except his shins. So, of course, Sophia immediately wraps him in the directly in his shin with a stick that I guess yeah. he's been using as a pointer, right? Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, he falls to his knees and the women swarm him and start smacking and clawing at him. He quickly crawls away, but they follow. Didn't we have a self-defense episode previously? I don't know. It seemed familiar. I know we've had self-help episodes and stuff like that, so I'm not sure. I know, and we had a workout episode where they were you know, mm-hmm. learning that, but I'm not sure if we actually had a self-defense one or yeah. not. Um, it seems familiar-ish, though. Same, yeah. <clears throat> it definitely, like, it would have been, like, the C storyline yeah. or whatever. Mm. That does sound familiar. I know that the, not long ago they had the uh, the kind of self-help thing where yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Roland and, uh, yeah. and Sophia were, like, supposed to be in love or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, this would definitely have been back to like during the Dorothy years or whatever. Yeah, I mean, the one that most sounds like it to me is when they went and got the gym memberships and were working out. But mm-hmm. but yeah, it seems like there might have been a self defense one at some point too. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely some appropriate thing to go back to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think instead of the uh, self defense seminar route. They should have went with um, taking a page from Rose's playbook and got them all handguns yeah, and, right. and bases. Yeah, exactly, to practice on. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so we cut a scene, and we see Chewie on the uh, lobby couch with Rose. He explains to her how horrible it was to have all those old ladies attacking him and trying to tear him apart. Mm-hmm. He muses that Julio Iglesias truly deserves all the money he makes. Yeah, that was a good, good that line. That was a funny line, yeah. Uh, Blanche arrives back at the hotel, walking through the front door. She tells Rose that uh, Bobby uh, Lee has no interest in adoption and is very firmly wanting his own children. Rose asserts that... Uh, it's that Southern pride. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to accidentally adopt a Yankee. Yeah. Right? You could have adopted Tad. <laughs> that is true. We, we find out. That is true. We already know that uh, uh, It's really funny. Yank. Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. She is. Uh, but yeah, on cue, Rebecca. Oh, she points out the. Um, oh, sorry, I lost my track. That's it happened to me too, <laughs> which is another way of saying it happens to the best of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's on me too. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she goes. Blanche uh, arrives back saying that he doesn't want a baby. I want to adopt a baby. On cue, uh, oh, she points out that it would need to be. Uh, someone that she trusts, knows medical history, and will let her raise the baby, you know, get the eggs. Yep. On cue, of course, Rebecca walks in uh, through the front door and greets her mother. Rebecca tells her mom that she's looked extensively but couldn't find any good present for her birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, she asks her to just tell her what she wants. She's, quote, anything, or anything and it's yours. Blanche sweetly tells her daughter that she doesn't need anything material and that it is... What's inside you that counts? Yeah, that was a funny line. <laughs> they hug, and the camera moves over to Judy and Rose, who trade uneasy looks at that comment. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like any woman who had harvested her children's organs probably shouldn't be a mother. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> uh, we change the scene again. Uh, late in the evening, Sophia and Rose are in the kitchen having a snack. Mm-hmm. Blanche comes down the stairs, saying that she's glad to see them still awake. She tells her that she needs advice. Sophia immediately offers the idea that she shouldn't wear puffy sleeves as it makes her look like Babe Ruth in drag. Mm-hmm. Uh, she moves on to Rose and says that uh, when she asked Rebecca to assist with having the baby, she responded that she need to think about it. Uh, Rose defends Rebecca's standpoint as it was not only an abrupt request, but it's also kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Rose suggests that she may not have an egg to spare, but Blanche insists that she's like the Easter Bunny. Mm-hmm. So, and really, if you think back, uh, didn't Rebecca do an in vitro, in vitro fertilization herself? Yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. That was a big issue. One, yeah. of, one of our bad, our bad Blanche episodes. Yeah, and I thought it was successful. So where's the kid this week? Right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Blanche doesn't want to bother oh. with that part of it. She exactly to, you know, have the baby. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Blanche says that she's she'll not she'll likely turn her down when she asks her for the egg. Yeah. Because she wants her mother to act her own age. <clears throat> She mm-hmm. continues to assert that she's not old, nor does she feel old. Sophia chimes in that she ought to feel... Uh, oh, Sophia chimes to Blanche mm-hmm. that she ought to feel underneath her own neck. Mm-hmm. Rebecca then comes down the stairs to join them. She tells Blanche that she's been thinking over her request. Uh, she voices her concerns, pointing out that you know pregnancy can always be complicated, but at her age, the risks are even increased. 
Blanche tells her daughter not to lecture her. Rebecca replies that she doesn't mean to lecture, but also asks how she plans to raise the baby. We kind of alluded to this earlier. Blanche tells her she'd do what she did with her, get good people in. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I sort of see Rebecca's point of view. Because, I mean, it is such a, like a southern cliche for her to be her own sister's mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My stepdaddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, her daughter doesn't see this as a strong argument for her case. Uh, finally, she tells her mom that uh, while she doesn't like the idea, if she's positive it's what she wants, she will try to help. Blanche happily says, that's wonderful. Rebecca reiterates to her mom that she's no longer a young woman and asks if she's even ready to take care of a little person screaming at 3 a.m. to be burped. Hmm. Blanche turns to look at Sophia, who claims, I only do that on sausage night. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, like, Rebecca's not a young woman herself. Right. <laughs> you know, doesn't she seem to be, like, mid-30s, maybe? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, she, yeah, she's not, like, a 20-something. Exactly. Anymore. It's still a geriatric pregnancy, albeit <laughs> at the lower end of the scale. Yeah, but thankfully, she lost all that weight, so... I mean, yeah, I that, is true. Than, right? that is true. That is true. I couldn't get on board with calling it a geriatric pregnancy, but it would be... No, no, and that's not a, you know, a pejorative. I think that clinically, like, any woman who's over, like, 35 you know, is considered geriatric when it comes to, like, child-rearing or child-birthing or whatever. Mm. Maybe even younger than that. So. Okay. It's definitely way younger than you would think, you know. Yeah, that seems like one of those things that people would probably lobby to get changed over time, just the Mm -hmm. terminology, (laughs) you know, like the way they have for mental disabilities and things like that. Just it sounds insulting. Yeah, there is It does sound worse than it is. Uh, Anyway, later that night, we see Blanche sleeping in bed, tossing and turning. She gets out of bed, grabs her robe, and heads downstairs. In the kitchen, we see <coughs> she sees Rose decorating a large and lopsided cake with pink and white icing. I'm sorry. Yes, it is age 35 or older. Wow. That's odd. Um, and that's at the estimated delivery date, oh, not okay. at conception. Okay. Did you guys notice that, though, when she was decorating the cake, like the top tier looked like it was leaning to one side pretty rough? Oh, I, got it. I don't think I even noticed that, no. <laughs> Lean to the left in honor of the father. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She tells Rose that she's glad to see her up as she can't sleep. Rose asks if she's excited about her birthday. That's a wiener joke. (laughs) Yeah, I I know. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was a a weird uh, political thing. No, no, no. I think like like, that's a weird wiener joke. (laughs) 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 Like like big wieners like lean to the left or whatever. I got this. <laughs> if you're on the southern hemisphere, I think they lean to the right. Ah. <laughs> Guess I don't know. <laughs> you wouldn't know no matter which hemisphere. <laughs> 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 you could be on the equator and you wouldn't have a sundial. <laughs> about the birthday with chastises her telling her she asked her specifically not to bring up her birthday Rose however corrects her saying she's not talking about her she's talking about Junior's birthday mm-hmm. she motions to Blanche she looks Bobby down Lee Jr. and <laughs> sees her very pregnant tummy Blanche claims not to remember even getting pregnant but Rose asks incredulously how she couldn't remember she adds that she went with her to uh, get the uh, eggs 
and they got the early bird special, coffee Danish, and two eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Rose walks out from behind the cake to reveal her equally pregnant midsection. She tells Blanche that it was uh, her idea to uh, for them both to have babies, claiming that anyone can do it. Though Rose does admit she'd forgotten about other symptoms like morning sickness, <laughs> varicose veins, and the cravings. Rose uh, asks, you know, how could you possibly forget? Um, we got the early bird special, two eggs, and then, you know, Rose is also pregnant. Uh, she tells Blanche that uh, she forgot about the other uh, symptoms like uh, morning sickness, varicose veins, and cravings. She then quips that what she craves most right now is revenge. <laughs> Grabbing a rubber spatula and swinging it toward Blanche like a weapon. She asks how she could do this to her, uh, to her back. Blanche agrees that after all this time, you know, the world should have figured out a way to take the added strain off a woman's back during pregnancy. Just then, Sophia slowly waddles into the kitchen, also with a pregnant tummy, but being supported by some odd belly brace mounted on a roller yeah. on the front. Then Blanche asks how she got pregnant, too. Sophia says that she shook hands with Warren Beatty. Mm -hmm. I'll do it to you every time. Mm -hmm. exactly. <laughs> she then uh, says that she was also uh, taken to get an egg implanted. Blanche is shocked. So you wear your isotoners. Yeah. You meet Warren Beatty. <laughs> yeah. No glove, no love. <laughs> uh, she says that uh, oh, Blanche is shocked that she would suggest such a thing, but suppose it must be nice to have wheels at least. Sophia says it would be even better if she had brakes. Mm -hmm. uh, she stammers forward, unable to stop herself. But then both Rose and Blanche hurry over to grab their elderly, newly maternal friend. Mm -hmm. uh, Blanche, you have something? No, it's just laughing at your, uh, your turn of phrase. Blanche helps remove her uh, belly brace, and they all kind of hold hands together while grunting and awkwardly trying to set their ample frames into the kitchen table. Mm -hmm. They slowly lower each other down to the individual seats. And Rose asks Sophia if she's received her ultrasound results. Sophia says that she has, and there's good news, it's a boy. She then adds that he's 35 and a dentist. Yeah. <laughs> Before then handing them both new to toothbrushes. Mm -hmm. uh, she asks Blanche if she uh, wants to, oh, she says, sorry. Rose says that she's feeling queasy, and Sophia concurs and asks Blanche if she wants to feel a kick. Mm -hmm. uh, Rose says yes, yeah, or Blanche says yes. So Sophia kicks her, asking mm -hmm. How could you do this to me? Blanche mm -hmm. then insists that she you know, simply said that anyone can get pregnant, not that everyone should. Uh, Rose chirps and now she tells us. Mm. And of course, we see Roland walk in with a baby bump, saying no. that he's so ugly. Yeah, He says he's you know, fat and ugly and he hates his body, but mostly he hates his mood swings. Yeah. Rose adds that Blanche didn't uh, mention that or having to give up uh, sleeping on your stomach. Uh, Sophia chimes in saying she'd give anything to sleep on her stomach again. Blanche, still uh, on the defense, though, claims that it's not her fault. You know, that there's not any other place to carry a baby, is there? Right then, we see poor Chewy stammering into the kitchen. He also has a baby bump, but on his rump. Yeah. <laughs> Raising that kid in the barrio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says he'd give a million bucks to sit in a chair. He hobbles over to a chair and starts to sit down, but can't. Blanche tells them all how sorry she is and keeps repeating it while everyone is clearly in misery. We then flash back to see Blanche still in bed, very much asleep. So if we wouldn't have cut back to her asleep, like, do you think that would have been a nice cliffhanger for the whole series? <laughs> <laughs> like, it just sort of ends with them all pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> I think they've got a season nine. <laughs> there you go. Enjoy. <laughs> 
missed opportunities. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's the second best possible ending they could have had. Right? Yeah. Besides the uh, heads on a Exactly. Tray. Heads on a table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we flash back to see Blanche, you know, sleeping in bed. Rose enters and wakes her, telling her friend that she was just having a dream. Blanche is, in, Blanche is instantly relieved, but admits to her friend that she's forgotten what it's like to be pregnant. Blanche, it's like it couldn't have been a dream. There were only two men in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, she continues that she, you know, she doesn't think that she could even do that again. And what if she uh, doesn't get her body back? Rose reassures her, oh, of course you'll get your body back. It'll just all be stretched out of shape. Yeah. Horrified by this idea, Blanche again says that she just can't go through this. Another pregnancy. And that she's old. Blanche Devereaux is old. Uh, Rose again tries to cover her friend, saying that she's not old, but Blanche insists, no, she really is. And that saying out loud gives a strange type of freedom. They both agree that she'll have to uh, tell Bobby Lee that she simply can't bear his children due, her, due to her being old and all. Right. Yeah. Rose takes this opportunity to ask, how old are you, Blanche? She replies that she's old enough to know that you measure your age by your number of friends you have. Mm. Rose follows up, how many friends do you have? Yeah. Blanche uh, coyly answers, 42. <laughs> I think the answer is closer to five. <laughs> uh, Rose sneers and walks away. Blanche turns back uh, onto her pillow to get comfortable. Uh, we change scene one more time. Uh, we're down in the lobby, and a man in a red vest and bow tie enters the hotel asking Roland Rose, uh, who are at the check-in desk, if Sophia Petrillo happens to live there. And I don't know about you guys, but... Uh, even if maybe he checked her ID or had some kind of record or something that right. Sophie had signed. Well, they had a purse. Trail. Yeah. 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 Probably had but an ID it in seems it. odd yeah. to ask if anyone lives in a hotel to me. Yeah, that's true. But, like, but I mean, her address, it, her ID has her address on it. Oh, yeah, I guess that's you true, think, too. Yeah. yeah. You know. So, yeah, I guess after a full day of the car not getting picked up, maybe they've got a protocol to check. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What? Right, so I was visiting my grandma this morning, and there was a. She lives in a retirement community type thing, and it's it's one of them that's like an apartment building type thing, you know, where all the residents have their own like little apartment. Oh sure. Okay. Um, but there's a community dining room where they can all go to eat, or they can eat in a room if they just want to prepare their own food or whatever, you know. Okay. Um, but a gentleman named Charlie who lives there in the same facility basically went missing for three days. Oh, that's um, kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, so Charlie lives there. His wife does not. Okay. But his wife went in for surgery. So she was in the hospital for a few days. And while she was in the hospital, he went to their house, uh, which she still lives in, in order to feed the cat and make sure it's okay. And then he get there, and at the time this is being recorded, and at the time this happened, the temperatures have been between like, you know, 12 below zero and at high, like 19 degrees maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's been bitter cold. Exactly, bitter cold. So he goes to his house, and he takes care of the cat, and then he goes to leave, and the car is dead. Mm. And so he's like, oh, well, I better go inside where it's warm. Yeah. And so he does. And so basically he stays there for three days. Um, and then each day when he thinks it's safe, he goes out to like the road to try to flag down somebody 
and nobody ever comes, so he goes back inside to be warm. But after three days, he happened to get lucky, and like a neighbor saw him, and it's like, well, Charlie, what's going on? And yada, 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 he makes it back to the facility. And my thing is, like, why didn't the home know he had been missing for three days? Yeah. That's like a that, pretty good question, yeah. Exactly. Like, I can understand, like, his wife didn't know because she's been in the hospital, and maybe she thought, you know, he was busy or whatever. Right, you know? yeah. But the facility should know that he hadn't been down to the dining room or anything for three days. I mean, admittedly, he could have been cooking in his room, but they do, like, I think four times a day, somebody goes in and, like, checks, checks on him. Yeah. Exactly. Like delivers, administers check. medicine or whatever, you know? Yeah, well, especially with the weather like that, you would think that would especially make them more inclined to, to exactly. double check on things. Especially since, like, they're not locked down. I mean, right. when the weather's nice, there are elderly people who go outside and go for a little walk around the sidewalk or, mm. you know, whatever. I don't know. The whole thing is just like, is this place sketchier a little, than a little unsettling? Yeah, exactly. My grandmother's, she's only been there for like right at a year, you know, and I have nothing but nice things to say about the facility, but that really gave me pause yeah. this morning when she's telling me that, but she didn't think it was like she didn't think the onus should be on the facility to check up on him, but I mean, that's she's coming from, why it from you're a different perspective. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. But I think she's coming from it from a different perspective. Like she thinks she's more independent than she actually is. Uh, yeah, you know. And so she's like, you know, they're not here to babysit us. Well, I'm taking it from the position that yeah, they are here to babysit. <laughs> yeah, that, that's at least part of their duties. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So. Okay, so we got this guy who came into the hotel asking if Sophia's there, and he happens to be carrying her purse and tells them that uh, Sophia had apparently valet parked Rose's car at the hotel the next uh, next door the previous day. <laughs> Just then, Sophia enters the lobby with her uh, gang of geriatric ruffians <laughs> ready for blood. She points to the man saying, that's the guy! The ladies all scurry after him as he panics and run out, runs out the door. So if you were in a street gang comprised entirely of like 80-year-olds, what would the gang name be? Um, the, uh, the Crazy Eights. Oh, the, cra <laughs> the Crazy Eighties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Eighties, yeah, yeah, Crazy Eighties. That's like a really that. good one, yeah. That is really good. What would you go with? I was going to try to work in octogenarians somehow. Oh, yeah. But like, mm -hmm. uh, like the awful octogenarians or something like that? Maybe, yeah. yeah. I think Alan wins. Yeah, I, that's I, crazy. I don't, I don't think I could come up with something better than crazy eighties. Well, at least I won something. <laughs> <laughs> Your prize is a second bowl of chili. <laughs> I'll, I'll collect it on my next visit. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, but the ladies scurry after him as he runs out the door. Roland tries to stop the women, but is a is a bit proud when Sophia utilizes one of the self te uh, defense techniques that he'd shown him. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, he follows him out the door to uh, break up the beating. Bad ladies, he says. Mm -hmm. Rose turns her attention to Blanche, who as she's entering the lobby. She asks, <clears throat> she asks her if she's talked to Bobby Lee yet. Blanche says that she, no, she has not. But just then he arrives, slowly opening the door as he's likely observing the elderly uh, lady melee outside. Right. <laughs> Rose insists that she has to tell him and uh, be firm, but assures her that she'll be right there with her to support her. Uh, just then, the elevator opens in front of them. Rose sees a dime and goes to get it, leaving Blanche on her own. Yeah. Kind of like squirrel. Yeah. Um, What's the, um, like, the largest, like, is there a denomination of currency that if you saw on the ground, you would not pick up? Like, if you saw a penny, would you pick it up? Or would you like, I'd, 
wouldn't pick up a penny, but if it was a dime, then I would pick it up. Depends like, on what a, how much of a hurry I was in. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I like picked I, up a, I, I picked up pennies before just to pick them up the ground. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I wouldn't turn my nose about a penny, but I also probably wouldn't go out of my way to get a penny. Gotcha. But if I saw some silver shining, I would I would go a little out of my way to get that. Oh, okay. Like I'd run out of no traffic to get a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. He's lost a leg before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Worth it. <laughs> yeah. Like I think. I would not pick up a penny, but a nickel, I think I would. Yeah. You know. That's like five pennies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, yeah. But, uh, so yeah, so Rose uh I pops... checked. His math is sound. <laughs> exactly. I hope you delete the pause while you were checking the math. <laughs> I say leave it. It shows your due diligence. Yeah. Yeah. It is what makes the joke, honestly. <laughs> exactly. I hope you insert a longer pause. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're all... Like in 30 dead exactly. seconds. <laughs> we're all in bated breath, like... Exactly. Right? exactly. Maybe I could even try to put in like some sound effects, which I've never done, but of like, you know, like... Like, like an like abacus, a, like beads going across. Yeah, yeah, or at the very least, like a type, like a typewriter type. Gotcha. You know, like, like I was doing numbers on a keypad. Exactly. <laughs> One of those, like, accountants, like old days with the ticker tape. The yeah. sound of paper scrolling <laughs> through the... Yeah. Or at the very least, like the sound of paper, like, you know... Pencil writing on paper, then erasing, then writing again. Exactly. <laughs> carry no, no, that's carry wrong. the one. <laughs> <laughs> Start over. <laughs> so yeah, basically, uh, Rose says she'll be with her uh, when she talks to Bobby. And then she hops on the elevator and is gone. Like, is that a conversation you need a partner with? Like, like I don't oh. want to have your baby. It's like, oh, I'll be there for moral support. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think so. I mean, I feel like that'd be kind of weird, honestly. I feel like it's a more personal conversation, too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, I, it's not like Bobby Lee. If Bobby Lee's the type who's going to, like, go off the rails on it, and you need someone there for that kind of support, then Bobby Lee is not who you want to be with, you <laughs> exactly, know? Exactly, yeah, yeah. That marriage should never happen anyway. Yeah. Whether he's violent or just verbally abusive or whatever, yeah. you, you don't want that in your life, so. Uh, Bobby enters and Blanche goes right up to greet him with a kiss. She tells him that they need to talk and they sit down on the couch. She brings up the baby issue and he interrupts her saying that he knows what she's worried about. He says that they need to, t- to take the bull by the horns and admit the truth. He's sterile and he won't be able to get her pregnant. Blanche is confused at first but uh, then looks up to God with a silent thank you. Like, I'm sorry, maybe it's because I've never really investigated it. But, like, the artificial insemination, does the sterility of the man impact it? Like, I thought they were, like, literally injecting the yeah, sperm still, into Yeah, still, I mean, the sperm still has to be able to do its job. Gotcha, so it's not, like, individual sperm they're injecting, it's, like, the whole pool? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it's not okay. just one getting fired <laughs> yeah, exactly. into the egg. still has to be, like, what's it called, modality or yeah, something? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. okay they, still got, they still have swimming to do. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> like, they're... Throw with a little guy onto a slingshot and yeah. <laughs> launching him towards them. Yeah. Okay. He's like, and is that honestly the one you want to make a baby anyway? The one's like, Ugh. <laughs> the weakest of them. Yeah. The one going around in circles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's my own ignorance. You don't, you don't want that sort of mosey to be a. <laughs> 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 Better than nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, she comes comforts him with Thanks. a pat on. Oh, good. Nothing. I don't know. What? It's fine. <laughs> she 
comforts him with a pat on the back. Uh, he says that, you know, he went to uh, get tested that day. Apparently he has a low sperm count, but, you know, somewhat defensively adds that it's not because he's old. They both agree that neither of them is old. <laughs> he's like, I've mm-hmm. never been a male. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that'd be so much better. I'd rather be because I was old. Exactly. It's like, no, these babies have never worked. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> these nuts haven't worked a day in their life. Exactly. That's the thing, like... The doctor said that these 40 years of bull riding have yeah. <laughs> really taken a toll. Viral activity. Yeah, someone manly that caused it to happen, not mm-hmm. just like, yeah, just they just don't work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All those years I thought I was dodging a bullet. It turns out I was never even on the gun range. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After this news, he's afraid she not no sure longer... if that's a mixed metaphor or not. I liked it though. Whatever the yes. the message was sound <laughs> exactly. Uh, he's afraid that uh, you know. After this news, that she's uh, they're no longer want to see him again. Uh, but she reassures them that uh, of course she does, which I think is odd because she wasn't like overly receptive to the idea to begin yeah, with. Exactly, and it's not like it, it, she wasn't I... insisting to have his babies. Exactly. And it's one of those things that like any other time it would be like, she's like, oh, of course I still want to see you. And then the following week when we don't see him, it's like, <laughs> well, that's just par for the course. Right. But now because there isn't a following week, right. we're sort of left in limbo. It's like, well, did she continue to see him or? <laughs> Hard to say, right? Exactly. Uh, she also adds, though, that they don't have to rush into marriage either. Uh, despite the fact that he is uh, approaching middle age, they can still have fun together. He says that that would be wonderful. I think approaching middle age is playing fast and yeah. loose oh, yeah, with yeah. Them. Well, I think that's the way, you know, because I think she says, well, we, I mean, you are approaching middle age. Yeah. <laughs> I think middle age is in the rearview mirror for both of them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he agrees that it would be wonderful for them to stay together. Uh, and they share another kiss. They stand back up, clearly relieved a bit, both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he laments the irony that you know he has a freezer full of bull sperm back <laughs> in his home. He says, water, water everywhere. That's my favorite line. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. I am. So good. <laughs> I love that so much. That that definitely sent me down the rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> I added like it's like ten thousand spoons and all you need is a knife. It's <laughs> <laughs> even better. Skiing strong. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby gives her another kiss and says his goodbye. It took six pages to get there, but <laughs> hey, fuck. It took five years to get there. Yeah. This is only page four. Oh, okay. Well, you, so all, oh, all God. the rest are your story. Yeah. Oh, okay. You need to quit while you're ahead, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. If you if it's if, if my story is a stinker, you can cut that out. This <laughs> key's like I'm just hitting my stride. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gotta ride this out. Yeah, he gives her a kiss. Did you guys like look into the, the expression though? Like Google it or whatever? I mean, I know that it's like water, water everywhere, but not a drop to drink. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I'd never heard that in my life until this episode. Uh, <laughs> you did look it up then, you know it's from? Yeah, yeah. It, it's exactly like Alan said. Yeah, it's, it's for mostly sailors, right? Exactly. Yeah, you're, you're surrounded by salt water that you can't drink, uh-huh. but you're dying of thirst. If they had to do salinator, it'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Stupid old pirates. Right? Exactly. Lack of desalination. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder they're extinct. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they no longer have sailors. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. He gives her a kiss goodbye and heads to the door. 
<laughs> just then, Rebecca comes down, uh, gives her uh, to say to the lobby. She walks down the lobby stairs, saying that she wants to meet the man that is gonna marry her mama and father her baby. <laughs> Blanche tells her that uh, it turns out he was too old. Rebecca questions this, and Blanche says that she is too old, and asks her daughter if that's what she really, really wants to hear. She then fires into a self-deprecating rant that you know she's a vain, foolish woman that won't act her age. Rebecca then tells her mother that she only lectured her because she is beautiful, intelligent, uh, and that she w- doesn't need to act like a teenager. You got something? I, I was going to say, like, I would have preferred if Rebecca said that she's only lecturing her because she's like the brightest diamond in the field of darkness or uh, yeah. <laughs> whatever roses. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, the turn, like, yeah. full circle size. Exactly. It's what we call a callback. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> She finishes by saying that she wants her mama to be proud of who she really is because she's so proud of her. Class, Should she be, though? Yeah. Well, not, on certain <laughs> levels. Like, not a great mother, not a great person. Yeah. <laughs> not a great businesswoman. What <laughs> I say, though, classic end of episode, Blanche arrives and admits her own stupidity, says that she's been so worried about having another child, but uh, she has one in front of her she can't learn enough about. Uh, she asks her daughter how she ever got so smart. Rebecca claims that, you know, people are only as smart as their parents. A highly flawed hypothesis. Yeah. People are only as smart as their governesses. <laughs> <laughs> she then, you know, uh, satirically supposes that maybe Blanche isn't her mother. <laughs> they share a laugh and a hug. Rebecca tells her mother, happy birthday, Mama. And they, uh, that's where they close. Like, I don't know. It's one of those things that, I would have been so happy if there would have been like a legit breakthrough between like Blanche and her daughter. Yeah. You know, like something that implied that, okay, Blanche has turned over a new leaf. You know, she's going to stick it out with this guy who has maybe a perceived flaw, you know, and she's going to reconnect with her daughter and maybe actually connect with her grandchildren, you know, but. Well, they were aiming for season two. I mean, yeah, they yeah, yeah. There's leave some that, stuff in the chamber. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's nothing to indicate that you know they wouldn't just reset the following week. It would right. have been a following week. Yeah. Well, we do have a post-credit scene. We see Chewie frantically entering the hotel through the front door. He rushes over to the elevator, repeatedly pushing the button. He uh, then enters it when the door's open. Rose calls for him to hold the elevator, though, mm-hmm. which he does. Uh, and Rose enters and. Uh, you can tell that uh, he's out. She can tell that he's out of breath mm-hmm. and asks if he's been jogging. You hear the old women brigade running his way, but then he snidely sticks his tongue out at the el- as the elevator door is closing. Mm-hmm. The ladies all look disappointed that yeah. you know they didn't get him. But then Rose opens the door and says that she had forgotten her hot milk, mm-hmm. which sounds kind of gross to me. Yeah. At this, the women all file into the elevator and attack poor Chewie, mm-hmm. and that is the end. So yeah. two episodes in a row so, end with Chewie getting beaten enough. <laughs> exactly. That's the that's the lasting lesson of the the Golden Girls. There's nothing funnier than assaulting a brown man. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had a uh, five guest actors on the episode. Um, we started off with Deborah Engel, of course, playing Rebecca. I like her. Yep, I do too. Um, this is her first Golden Palace, but she had been on three Golden Girls episodes. We had a uh, Dick Gutier, I assume, um, or Gautier. He played Bobby Lee. 171 titles for him, uh, most of those as an actor. This is his only golden appearance. Uh, he played on uh, Knight Rider, Alice, Fantasy Island, Wonder Woman, um, The Mary Tyler Moore Show. But he did a lot of voice work, um, especially Transformers, G.I. Joe. Uh, he played uh, Serpentor on G.I. Joe. Uh, DuckTales, um, <laughs> Smurfs. 
Then we also had a uh, Amzie Strickland. She played Sylvia. She had a uh, one golden, or she has. I guess I didn't put down how many credits she has, but she has, this is her only golden pound. 37. 37, okay. That's a made-up number that brings <laughs> in. But, but it took you a moment to realize yeah. it was made up. <laughs> it did. It took me a second. Um, but however many titles she has, this is her only golden palace episode, or only golden episode, period. Um, no, okay, let me take that back. We had uh, Amzie Strickland. She played Sylvia. Okay. Uh, this was her first Golden Palace, but she was also on a Golden Girls episode. Yeah, I thought she'd been there before. Yeah, yep. season two, episode four, It's a Miserable Life. She was one of the people at Frida's funeral. Yeah, yeah, Frida Claxon. Yep. I miss her. <laughs> and then we had uh, Reno Goodale. Uh-huh. Um, she played the, or he played the parking valet. Uh-huh. Four titles for him, an only Golden appearance. Yeah. And finally, a Cynthia Frost. Uh, she played First Woman. 54 titles for her, only Golden appearance, but she did have... Credits for Modern Family, Scrubs, Third Rock from the Sun, Married with Children, uh, Mr. Belvedere, V. Nice. And the, um, of course, Ski's favorite, The Wizard of Speed and Time as the soundstage sales lady. (laughs) (laughs) That was a really good role for her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Was she the one that uh, Roland gave the estrogen to, you think? Yeah, probably so. That'd be Uh, my guess anyway. That makes sense. Because she had a line, so she would have been in there. Yeah. So, Ski, who got your MVP for this episode? You know, I gave it to Blanche. I said, here's one last tip of the hat to Blanche and her eye-opening epiphanies at the end of the episode. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that, but I'm glad you told me. Um, so, <laughs> so, Brent, who got your MVP for it? I'm going to go ahead and go with... Um... Chewy, because he needs a win? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I'll give it to Chewy. Okay. He needs a win, so hopefully that'll um. He did yeah. have a really rough past few episodes. He did well, no, but also because like when he was you know playing the um the mugger or whatever, Arr. just as yeah, exactly, yeah, like he, he was did sell it exactly. The character himself was going full method. <laughs> <laughs> so much so that so did the crowd. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The students uh, took Ex- on a life of their own. As exactly. Well. So kudos to Chewy to teaching those old women not to trust Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling those old white women probably had no need for the education on that. That's true. That is true. He was preaching to the choir. So, Ski, how many slices of cheesecake for this one? How about you? Did you have an MVP? Oh, did I say Rose? I thought I liked Rose's part Mm -hmm. in the episode. I thought she was good both in the pregnancy scene especially. Yeah. um, But then also, you know, she was supportive even though it was a crazy idea for Blanche. So, How did you guys feel about the whole pregnancy scene? I, I thought it was funny. I like when they do yeah. something themed between the whole group. Yeah. And especially adding in the guys. I think that was a nice touch. <laughs> so. Like, had you guys seen, like, the Cosby Show episode where they did that? No, I hadn't seen that. At least uh, I don't have any don't recollection of it. Gotcha. Oh. Um, so there was, like, a, I, I thought it was a famous episode, but maybe I'm wrong, episode of the Cosby Show where Cliff and, um, well, all the men characters on the show were pregnant. Oh, okay. Um, even Theo? Yeah, even Theo. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, so Theo... Um, Cliff got pregnant? Cliff, Who, Theo, and Eldon, <laughs> and Eldon were all pregnant. And then at the end of the episode, they gave birth. And, like, Theo gave birth to a basketball. Eldon gave birth to, I want to say, like a, like a sailboat or oh, something okay. like that. And then um, Cliff gave birth to like a a 30 foot sub, you know, like it was like a long sandwich or something that kept coming out from under the the cloth or whatever, (laughs) because that was apparently what men love more than anything like that would be their baby. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then I think after the delivery, then whomever woke up. Oh, okay. You know. Sounds funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm sure at the time it was a hoot, but now it's like nothing Bill Cosby does can be funny. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it is rough. Definitely but... killed his own yeah, yeah, legacy. Yeah. He was the John Mulaney of his time. <laughs> I think it was worse way, than John way Mulaney. Worse, but... <laughs> All right, Ski, so how many slices of cheesecake then? I gave it five. I'd say it was a decent episode with some funny moments, but uh, definitely rested on some of their old tropes. I did say it was not befitting of a final series episode. And that's the... Probably that's, not intended to be, though. No. Yeah, and that's the part that I have. Like, if I had known, like, oh, next week we got another episode, I'd be like, oh, that was a four. You know, yeah. it was a solid episode. But just knowing that, oh, that's it, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's hard not to grade it on a, on a curve. Yeah. So yeah. where does it end on that curve for you, then? <sighs> I guess two. Okay. You know, it's one of those things that, like I said, if they would have ended it... With them all being pregnant, I'd be like eight. You know that is that is just a ballsy move. I would have yeah. loved for them to have just like, yep. And now they're pregnant, yeah. <laughs> and you can't have Explain. nice things, so Explain we will not just later. <laughs> exactly. Nope. Season's over. <laughs> exactly. I would have loved that more than anything, but yeah. More than like your children. What do you mean? You said you would have loved it more than anything. It's just a figure of speech. <laughs> I was calling you out on it. I can't believe that you love a theoretical ending more than your exactly. own children, Brent. How dare you use a cliche? <laughs> You're a cliche. I was a parent. That's so. true. That is true. So. That, that was much funnier than what I said. Well, Brent, um, I gave it a four. I was able to separate the two. A ski mm. also, you can hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Unplug your ears, yeah. sir. I was able to separate from you know that idea, but actually, and I watched it out of order because I didn't do the episode I recapped last week until last, mm. and so I watched the last episode last yeah. of all. Um, but yeah, I, I I thought it was an all right episode. You know, four. I thought Rebecca was good in it. Um, I did like her. So. You know, it's one of those things that. I think she's a much better daughter than Blanche deserves. Yeah, I'd agree with that. She's the daughter Rose deserves. Exactly. <laughs> right. yeah. Exactly. Like Kirsten. Kirsten. Yeah. Bitch. So. All right. Well, we got our last ratings in for this season, um, which we'll recap the season next week. But yeah. before we close this episode out, I believe Ski has a story to tell us. I do. Okay. All right. Dorothy's Diary. Season 8, episode 25. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so this is a feature. Well, so I didn't like how it ended. Ah, so I so made my own ending. Gotcha. Oh, okay. A little <clears throat> audacious, maybe, but uh, we'll see how you guys like it. No, yeah. it, it really is. <laughs> like, oh, Susan Harris, you hack. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much of that. Like, I, I would hope that this would be, I don't know, homage to her per but, se, but. Like, did you, either of you look into it? Like, was it a surprise that they got canceled? Or did they know or that things were coming back or? I mean, I have the thing on the first season, it was a surprise, because I, I mean, I don't know, back then, I don't know if they made those decisions as far in advance as they yeah. do now, or if they're just kind of waiting to see if they turned around on the Nielsen's by the end of it, but. Yeah. Well, I think we even looked uh, at the amount of uh, viewership they got. It wasn't abysmal. Like, it was I mean, it was yeah. abysmal by today's standards. By today's standards, it would be amazing. It but... was, but I, I'd Well, like I'm to saying think... compared to Golden Girls episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they were definitely aware that the viewership was down. But I also wonder if they just thought that, oh, well, the network will be loyal to us or uh-huh. they'll, they'll give us a proper finale. 
I would you know. I would think that the network would have had to assume that they had something better on the horizon in order to clint, to cut ties. It just seems like it seems like if the network was like, "No, you're not coming back," they would have told them. That way, they could do a proper finale. That way, they could have you know advertised it as a proper finale. It's like tune in for the final Golden Girls just to drive up numbers. Oh, yeah. Because people would be like, oh, I definitely want to see that. And yeah. then the numbers would have gone back to what they were previously. Yeah. We maybe even I got agree. B. Arthur to come back for one episode or something. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah I can't imagine they knew. But yeah. at the very least, I'm sure they didn't know when they were making the episodes. They, I'm, they may have known before it aired. But yeah, I'm sure yeah. They didn't know when they were actually writing. Yeah, and after everybody creating. dispersed, they're yeah. like, "Oh, I guess." You know, we're uh, yeah, they weren't putting pen to paper. Like, "Yep, this is the way we ended." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And they wouldn't have been so willy nilly as far as like which one they were going to air. And they the run out one. to attack Chewie. <clears throat> the end. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And another Chicano gets his just deserves. <laughs> <laughs> just desserts. Yeah. Well, he is a, a chef, so. But has he cooked anything since? I guess he made the burrito. But beyond yeah. that, have we seen him cooking much? No, not much. No, yeah. it's just been... well, they did a breakfast. I think an episode yeah. or two ago or something. Yeah. All right. The phone rings and Dorothy walks over to pick it up. She answers, "Rose, honey, good to hear from you. How are things at the hotel? How's Ma doing?" Do you want me to respond to that for you? No. <laughs> I will. I mean, it's a Target update. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so I don't think they're really expecting you to gotcha. send them a message. I was going to get all aggro as far as you having to leave early. Ah. <laughs> Can I continue? Yeah, please. Continue. So, Sorry. phone rings, episode yeah. 25, Dorothy answers it. Yeah, Rose, honey, it's good to hear from you. How are things at the hotel? How's Ma doing? Rose responded that things were good, and Sophia was her normal cantankerous self, but admitted that she seemed more tired lately. You think Rose is like, by the way, sorry to hear about Stan? Well, we'll have to see. Okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Dorothy could tell that there was more serious tone in Rose's voice than her usual bubbly chit-chat. Rose told Dorothy that uh, she needed advice and wanted to talk to the smartest person she knew. Dorothy, of course, was touched by the sentiment. She asked how she could help. Rose took a moment and a deep breath and blurted out, I've been playing the Miami Lotto since we moved to the hotel, and this past week I won. Mm, wow. Nice. Dorothy didn't follow the lotto, lottery ever since she'd sworn off gambling, Yeah. and knew even less about Miami Lotto since she moved to Georgia. Excited, but not wanting to jump to conclusions, she calmly asked Rose, That's wonderful, sweetie. How much did you win exactly? Rose again took a moment and whispered into the line, $86 million. Wow. wow. Dorothy. Back then, that would have been huge. <laughs> yeah, and and now accurate. It's chump change, but yeah. well, like when I was a kid, I looked it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was the like the when I was a, lottery. Like when Indiana, the Hoosier lottery debuted. I think it was a few years before we even had like a ten million dollar jackpot. Yeah, it seemed like it. Yeah, yeah. Like apparently Georgia, uh, Florida was well in the swing of those things because uh, there was a jackpot one in '93. Uh, okay, for eighty-six million. Wow. Wow. So. Dorothy Audley. I mean, it's still impressive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. huge. A very like, nice amount. Like, if one of you two won $86 million, I would expect you to leave me in the will. Yeah. <laughs> Irregardless of what I said two weeks ago. Yeah. 
But yeah, we couldn't help you until we were dead. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. But no matter how so, badly you were struggling, <laughs> yeah, that have, money's sitting there. So then I'd have two reasons us. to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he stole Alan Clacks and left me some money. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I get money and a grave to dance on. <laughs> I'll use this money to buy my new dancing shoes. There exactly. you go. <laughs> Where do I come up with these? <laughs> Brilliant line. Oh, Dorothy audibly gasped into the phone, almost dropping a drink she was holding. Knowing Rose could be a bit flighty, she mm-hmm. asked, Rose, honey, are you absolutely sure you won? That's a huge sum of money. Rose confirms that not only did she double-check the numbers, she's already confirmed it with the lotto director. <laughs> Dumbstruck by this news, Dorothy asks her friend what she can do to help. Am I allowed to ask a question? You can ask anything. Like, did Rose pick the numbers herself, or did she have a chicken do it? You know what? I, let's say chicken. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Musical chicken. Yes, exactly. Okay. Very nice. That's exactly what I was going for. We'll say chicken. That's part of the, uh, the, the, the story now. Part of the canon. That's right, yeah. <laughs> it's official. Uh, Rose tells her that, you know, she's content. Uh, dumbstruck by the news. Nothing more sacred than fan fiction, canon. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> Dorothy asks what she can do to help. Rose tells her that she's already contacted a financial guru, an old friend she kept in touch with on and off. Is it Buzz? Hold on. <laughs> However, she doesn't know how to break the news to Blanche and Sophia and the hotel staff. She asks if there's any way she could drive down the next day and spend a week, maybe help her plan what to do next. Yeah. Dorothy told her that she just needed to tell, let Lucas know what was going on, and she'd pack her bag. Rose does ask that she please not tell Lucas about her winning the lottery until after she can share the news with Blanche and Sophia. Dorothy agreed and simply told him that Ma needed her for a few days, and she'd be back soon. The following afternoon, Dorothy arrives, and the girls all greet her in the lobby with a group hug. Sophia asked her, so pussycat, what made you want to come visit all of a sudden? Dorothy told her mother that she had a few days free and just wanted to be with her girls. After the pleasantries were over, Rose semi-casually says, Dorothy, it's so great that you're here. I was hoping you could help me in my room upstairs. I need to move some furniture, and you're the only one strong enough to pick up my dresser. (laughs) Roland pipes in, hey, Julia, I could help you. Why didn't you say anything until now? Rose tries to think fast, not her forte. Um, it's mostly full of bras and panties. I'd be too embarrassed to have a man help. Mm-hmm. Once upstairs in her room with the door closed, Rose shows Dorothy her lucky lotto ticket and the accompanying certification paperwork. <laughs> so how should I tell them? Things have been going so good at the hotel, I'm worried that things this will change everything. Dorothy understands but reassures her that the money is hers to spend as she wants. Rose disagrees, reminding her that they'd all t- made a pledge to take care of one another as they got older. Rose continues, I've already talked uh, to my money guy. He has a solid plan to save a trust for my siblings, children, and grandchildren, even a nice little donation to St. Olaf. After that, I should have I should still have plenty to live off of. I think I want to share it with the girls. Maybe retire to someplace really nice, where other people can clean the towels and make our beds for us. Mm. So I'm not really ready to sit back and do nothing yet, but working in the hotel this past year has been tough on all of us. Uh, some days remind me just how young I'm not anymore. <laughs> Dorothy smiles at the kindness and wisdom of her friend's words. She suggests that they meet up later that day and just make an announcement. She adds that if she's serious about splitting the money with all of them, it would be best to make plans together, and Rose agrees. Mm-hmm. 
That evening, after the dinner rush, Rose calls Blanche, Sophia, and Dorothy in the kitchen. Roland and Chewie file in as well. Rose has them all sit down and can barely contain her excitement. Okay, I'm just going to say it. I won $86 million in the lottery. We're rich! They all give her a highly cynical look, except Dorothy, of course. Sophia breaks the silence, saying, You do realize the lottery is where they call out the little numbers on the TV, right, Rose? Not the bingo hall? Mm-hmm. Dorothy chimes in to quell their doubts. Rose is telling the truth. That's actually why I'm here. She asked me to come down for the announcement. She showed me the paperwork. It's legit. Mm-hmm. Blanche asks, so how long have you known? Have you been keeping this secret from us? Rose explains that she's only known for a little while, but wanted to make sure it was all real. She says, the last thing I'd want is for my best friends to doubt my credibility. <laughs> <laughs> they all chuckle, but are still in a state of shock at this life-changing news. Roland asks, so what's going to happen to the Golden Palace? Are you going to sell it? Can Chewie and I keep our jobs? <laughs> Rose replies that she wants them all to make plans together as a team, as a family. Yeah. Despite the surprise, they are all happy and excited to congratulate Rose on the winnings. Chewie comments to Roland, man, I've been buying her a lot of tickets the last three months. She'd give me the money and I'd pick them up at the grocery store when I'd get food for the hotel. Never once did I bother to buy, pick up one for me. <laughs> The next several days were full of discussions and planning, while still keeping the hotel running. After long talks, Blanche and Sophia admit that running the hotel has been a bigger challenge than they expected. Sophia begrudgingly even comes clean that she's been sore every night the past few weeks. So is Blanche. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but she looks at that soreness as a nice reminder of, exactly. the, of the past Oh, week. Bobby Lee. <laughs> yeah. The girls decide to keep half ownership of the hotel but to sell the other half to Roland and Chewie. The girls promise <laughs> to stay on until they can fully staff the hotel. Ironically, Sophia suggests that if they really want to retire, Shady Pines was pretty nice when they last visited. That's true, yeah. It turned it quite turned it turned God damn it, it had quite a turnaround. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't. So continue. Dorothy <laughs> tells the girls that she still wants to live in Georgia with Lucas as they have settled comfortably in the married life. However, she promises to visit at least every other month. Mm-hmm. You got something, though, right? What? I can't. All right. Go ahead. Once the decision to move into our to the new and improved Shady Pines was finalized, Rose had even more news for the girls. So my, well, our financial guy found a way for us to ensure the quality of care and amenities will never fade for us or the other residents. Wow. We are now part owners of Shady Pines Retirement Village. Not only will we earn money from our property, we can help make decisions on how to rent things. We can eventually pass our company's stakes on to our families. Dorothy and Sophia were able to get a message to Stan in Europe that if he ever wanted to return to the U.S., they would help him avoid prison, but he'd finally have to pay his taxes in full. Oh, okay. So so Dorothy does know about Stan's fake death. At this, at this point, yeah. Okay. Upon hearing about Rose's amazing news, Miles calls Rose to... Con- Congratulate her. It's odd, Rose. Even though we're not together anymore, Fern and I still talk about you frequently. Since you arranged our cow-themed wedding, whenever we see our pictures from that day, she can't help but talk about how kind and sweet you were. Hmm. The cow-themed wedding seems a little creepier now that we know what Charlie sent you. Right, yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's a good point. Uh, whenever I see... <clears throat> sorry. I know I hurt you, and I just hope you can forgive me someday. You really are the most caring person I've ever met. Rose holds back the urge to say, 
You blew it big time, smart boy. Yeah. She should have went ahead and said it. Instead, she every said Every rose that... has its thorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and every mile sings a sad, sad song. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Instead, she simply says, I do forgive you, Miles. It still hurts sometimes, but I really am glad you found happiness. Mm. Miles replies, Goodbye, Rose. Take good care of yourself and your girls. After a few short weeks, the hotel staffing was backfilled. Roland's mom even hired on to assist during the transition period. Once the local news got wind of Rose's massive lottery winnings, there were a slew of small spots on the evening broadcasts, including Rose's previous employer. Mm. The added exposure helped bolster business at the hotel. Mm-hmm. Rose, Blanche, and Sophia moved into their plush suites at the Shady at Shady Pines, still finding it hard to believe that this will be their new life. Blanche asks Rose, so we can really afford this for the rest of our lives? Rose replies, oh yeah, our finance man says we are we may even get richer as we get older. Oh! Oh. Uh, Sorry, beyond curious, Sophia finally asks, who is this mystery financial whiz you keep talking about? Why haven't we met him yet? Rose replies, oh, you have met him. We all know him. He's the owner of the Golden First uh, Financial Bank. Coco. Mm. (laughs) Sophia asks, your old butler? He went on to own a bank? Why didn't we stay closer to that guy? Rose explains, well, I'd call him every few months just to keep in touch, but he was doing so great and we were always keeping so busy. We simply didn't see each other for several years. I'm sure you've seen his commercials and his billboards, though. He's got that tagline, stay golden. Oh, very nice. <laughs> the end. That, that, was, that was a far superior episode to the one. That, I mean, I liked our final episode of the Golden Palace, but yeah. your episode was, you know, head and shoulders above. It was. It was. So. Well, I gave it the, uh, I tried to tie in as many yeah. loose uh, ends as I could. <laughs> I, I thought it was very good, Ski. Nicely done. Very nice. Well, this has been uh, this one is going to be pushing two hours, possibly a, a long a, a, one, a little above, but um, a very special finale. Yeah, you know, extra. Special. Yeah, I agree. And like I said, please keep tuning in. You know, we've got seven episodes ahead of us to wrap everything up and to mm-hmm. name our greatest episode of the entire series. Um, next week we'll have our season eight recap. So those are always fun. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, too. Brent does a fantastic job on his part for that. So agreed. You don't want to miss that for sure. But. Um, to life, to family, to whatever. I can't even think of it now. You'd think that I've been saying this for 24 weeks almost. To happiness, to life, to us. Stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden. <laughs>